When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you're out in the woods in Pennsylvania, the great state of Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, and you see the sign, warning, due to encounters in the area of a creature resembling Bigfoot, we are instructing all park visitors to observe elevated park etiquette be cautious of your surroundings and to keep the location of any small children slash pets within a tighter scope of awareness. Do not approach the creature. Report any sightings to a ranger, front office, or to the DCNR office of missing persons. Do not post sightings on social media. Well, according to the DCNR, the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources, uh, which administers the state parks, these signs are not posted by them. We've seen them at parks for months, and they are removed when they are reported or found by staff because they have not been authorized. And so if you see them, they're not from the real people. They're just pretend. Also, the person in charge of the <laughs> of the DCNR uh, said that Bigfoot is not real. Wait, what? That's what the man or woman said. They're printed on fake DCNR letterheads, and Bigfoot is not real. Wow, it's a sad day in Pennsylvania. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. We all dream and dream and dream, and sometimes we remember our dreams, and we're supposed to, you know, wake up and write down our dreams to try to have them point us in the right direction, I guess. But, uh, you know, I don't remember a lot of my dreams. And some of my dreams, I wake up and I'm in the middle of this really strange dream and then I try to get back into it and it's too late it's already gone but I dreamt this weekend that I had won the Powerball <laughs> and I was as I mean it was it was a good time I was really really happy and I had I was saving the ticket putting the ticket in the safe and you know starting to contact uh, all the people that need to be contacted to take care of what was happening. And it was the Powerball, right? It was 500 and some million dollars Powerball. And then, you know, I awoke and I did not win. It was just a dream. So for those of you listening live, today is the 24th of October, 2022. And the Powerball is going to happen tonight 
and it is $625 million with a cash value of $299.8 million. Now, do I hope you win? Sure. I absolutely hope you win. (laughs) If it's not me, I hope it's you. But I would prefer that my dream come true. Now, if you have the same dream, well, you know what? We'll split it. And I'll be happy to split $299.8 million. I don't want to split it more than, you know, three ways, maybe four ways. But I'm willing to split it, you know, up to four ways. (laughs) But if it were all just mine, oh, well, okay, I'll take it. So... Good luck to all of you playing the Powerball tonight. And we talked about it uh, last week, but today is the day that the U.S. Mint will start shipping quarters with the likeness of the Chinese-American actress Anna Mae Wong on it, becoming the first piece of U.S. currency to feature an Asian-American person. We talked about Anna Mae Wong and her career in the early 20th century, how she faced persistent anti-Asian xenophobia, spoke out about the discrimination she faced while trying to make it in Hollywood, and the quarter is one in a series that pays homage to the pioneering American women. So the U.S. Mint's American Women Quarters program celebrates five female trailblazers in American history each year between 2022 and 2025. Wong is featured on the fifth coin released this year. The U.S. Mint is expected to produce more than 300 million Wong quarters. Stop it. It's not wrong. It's Wong. W-O-N-G quarters. At facilities in Philadelphia and Denver. The four other women on the program this year are poet uh, Maya Angelou, astronaut Sally Ride, suffragist and politician Nina Otero Warren and Wilma Mankiller. I know we've talked about Wilma before. Wilma Mankiller, the first female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. So look for those quarters coming at you very, very soon in any kind of change that you get. It should be awesome to get the Wong quarter. My man Ye is in the news almost every day now. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to say except that it's a Ye world. I mean, we know he's getting sued by the uh, George Floyd family for $250 million. That should be fun as that continues on. We know he has his Donda Academy school in California, his private Christian prep school named after his uh, late mother, uh, you remember her because of his latest, the last two albums, uh, Donda and Donda 2. And, uh, of course, you know, he has everybody sign their NDAs and, uh, you know, they have a, so one's a private school and it's, uh, you know, I guess it's, uh, full of worship and celebrity children. And, but, but first and foremost, now we find out that Mamanye is looking to build a community to create his own little mini city called uh, Yekosystem. Now, is it Yekosystem or Yekosystem? I'm going to go with Yekosystem, which will be a self-sustained enterprise that would have its own branded products and services. (laughs) 
live in a company store inside of uh, the Yako system. Is it the Yako system? Is it the Yako verse? Well, uh, the domain name for Yako system has already been acquired, but Kanye has also, I said, see the story. His name is not Kanye. His name is Ye. <sighs> the domain name for Yako system has already been acquired, but Ye, spell Kanye in the story, has also filed for trademarks of Yzverse. I guess it's Yeezyverse, yeah, Y-Z-Y-verse, yeah, Y-Z-verse, uh, Y-X-Y-verse, and yeah, that's Yeezyverse, and the next one is Y-E-Z-Y-verse. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's going to be the Yako system, or if it's going to be the Y-Z-Y-verse, or the Y-X-Y-verse, or the Yeezyverse. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something to look forward to anyway, right? The whole yay verse city. It'll be great. And I'll be able to just buy everything that from the yay store. And it'll be wonderful. Right? Right. But no yayville, no uh, yay town, yay city, yay place. <laughs> <laughs> just the the ecosystem uh, the uh, YZYverse the YXYverse and the Yeezyverse so I mean I'm all for it. maybe I'll you know break out if you want to make some money go ahead and start trademarking Yayville, Yaytown and uh, maybe maybe Yay will give you a little money for it I mean he's looking to open these up around the country with, uh, you know, food and beverages and production house, media outlet, nutrition, beauty, and more. I love the and more. It's my favorite part of any new exciting adventure. And more. The first campus they claim could open as soon as next month. And Ye is a planning to establish these mini communities across the U.S. So get to Yeville and the, you know, Ye Town and Ye City quickly because yay is going to have it very very soon i don't know that i want to live in the yako system but i do want to live in the yeezy verse or the yeezy verse whatever you want yay whatever whatever you want all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately So you can always contact the show uh, on my social media accounts at uh, JeffyJFR on Twitter, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram. I also uh, have an email address for the show, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. I have several emails that I want to share with you today. One comes with uh, a park ranger gave me this advice for wandering in bear country. This, of course, is referring to the wrestlers that uh, were out looking for antlers. And uh, they <laughs> they were attacked by bears. Now, I will say this, that uh, I talked about it's po they have to be boiling it or getting some kind of antler juice. And so I did a little searching around and I ran across an article talking about the great American antler boom. 
And uh, so there's also uh, videos of, you know, they have antlers. They're, they're using them for dog chews and for obvious reasons hanging on the wall. And there's also use for antler spray. Yes, that's correct. I'm sorry. It's called velvet spray. And that's supposed to boost your strength. Oh, okay. So I'm sure if you scrape that <laughs> velvet off and boil it and drink it, you are going to be so strong. Anyway, the email goes on to talk about, uh, uh, first, you should attach small silver bells to your clothing. That is referring to a video that we played on Pat Unleashed on Friday about a guy being attacked by a little baby bear. He was a rock climber and he didn't have bells on. He said he took the bells off because they were loud. Well, that's the point of wearing the bells because it makes the bears go, oh no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Anyway, uh, second, always carry a can of pepper spray. Okay. You can identify what kind of bears are around by examining any bear poop you find. If the poop has nuts, berries, and small mammal remains, there is a black bear in the area. If it contains small silver bells and smells like pepper, there's a grizzly. <laughs> so, you're welcome. Uh, thank you to John and, you know, you're welcome from me. I also got an email about a new theme song. Uh, hey, Jeff. I was just browsing your latest podcast and laughed when I heard the new theme song for the Oak Mulgee story. Question is, should we hire Cannon to investigate? I mean, let's face it, Missing, Murdered could easily be a Quinn Martin production. Janelle, you are 100% correct. I don't know, though, if uh, which one I like better. Because uh, the Cannon theme song has been, you know, I used it for the uh, the school case operation varsity blues so i mean that case is i mean some of those cases are still ongoing pretty much over though now so i mean if we talk about okmulgee missing murdered dismembered oh, i love this theme song though <laughs> cannon Tonight's episode, Missing, Murdered, in Okmulgee. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see, because I still do like... Oh, yeah. This is either Coast to Coast AM or Chewing the Fat AM or CTF. Overnights. Welcome. <laughs> Tonight, Okamogi. I mean, it could happen, and I like it. I don't know which one I like better. It just depends. The Okamogi case, uh, the oak, the old Okamog, Ok, Ok, Got to pronounce it correctly. The Okamogi case. Okay. O-K-M-U-L-G-E-E -E case is still ongoing. And so you never know what's going to happen. I think that we are smack dab in the middle of a cartel war. 
I mean, I feel like the guy, Joseph Kennedy, the person of interest, was leaving. He was trying to run. He was afraid that he was going to end up dead like the other four guys. I don't know. We'll see. He's still in jail in Florida. I thought they were going to bring him back to Oklahoma, but no. He's still in jail in Florida, and he doesn't even have to... They're not even going to revisit his case uh, until December 20th in Florida. And now... Uh, he, now they, they said there was no bail and we're going to leave him in jail. Then he says that he tells police, this is what's being reported, that he told police that he was going to jump off a hotel balcony in Daytona beach. Oh, okay. So now he's in uh, protective custody in jail. Interesting. Isn't it that he's in protective custody? Where, you know, presumably you can't get to him. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like this whole Okmulgee thing is going to get a lot more interesting. So we'll keep an eye on it. And it might be out of, uh, you know, police chiefs, Joe Prentice, uh, you know, it might be out of his depth. So, you know, we'll find out if they bring in the feds or they bring in a special prosecutor, special investigators, we'll see. But there's nothing happening right now. And he's still in jail. The person of interest is still in jail in Florida. We don't know who was this person supposedly asked to go with the four guys to hit a lick who reported on this. We don't know who that was. So, and we'll see if we get information on that person, whether it's him or her. We know that this guy, the person of interest, his wife has now filed for divorce uh, from him, claiming that they, you know, irreconcilable differences. So maybe she wants to distance herself from him saying, I'm not with him. Uh, Dear cartel members, don't kill me. (laughs) I don't know anything. Uh, we'll see. It's very interesting. It's a very interesting little case going on out of Altmulgi. Whether it's uh, Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell music or a Quinn Martin Cannon production. Either one. Either one is great. Then I have an email from Tom who says, you know, who's asking me in his long-winded email to give him ideas of what to watch uh, for television. And he said that, uh, you know, he took my, uh, took my advice to watch Ozark and it was great. And he wants me to compile a list of my favorite shows for the last few years. So I have a guide of what to watch. You know, I, 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 I probably need to do that. You're right, Tom. Uh, I need to do that either while I do that as a special YouTube feature or a Instagram live feature or, you know, Hey, a chewing the fat podcast feature. I mean, I talk about shows all the time, right? And then Tom wants to suck up a little bit saying that he's a loyal listener and a former Michigander and a Floridian and you're living in Tennessee. Now, you know, if you really wanted to suck up, you'd say you were living in Texas, but whatever, whatever. Okay. So you're from Michigan. I don't know where, you know, that I'm from Saginaw right there originally. And, uh, you're a former Floridian. I don't know. You know, I guess you're, uh, uh, it doesn't say here, say, uh, let's see. I watch old TV shows now and it's, uh, 
it's hard to decide. Well, yeah, it is, but you just got to go through it. Look, I'm here for you. All right. I am here for you. Now, there's a couple new shows out there that are, you know, worth watching, actually. You've got, uh, and, and, and again, are they? Because, you know, I do a talking Walking Dead podcast with Jason Buttrell and Maximus Fisher. That's up. It's the final Walking Dead season. Uh, it's, um, we have four episodes remaining. Uh, we discuss The Walking Dead every week. Uh, I, I, it's fun to watch. Um, we have uh, House of the Dragon on HBO. Uh, their finale of season one was last night. Uh, 10 episodes, which was okay. Uh, it was okay. I enjoyed watching it with my wife and my father-in-law. You know, it was a Sunday night viewing or Monday viewing, depending on what, uh, what other things we had going on. I've got walking dead every Sunday as it is, but, uh, it's so, you know, it's fun to watch, but, uh, you know, now we've gone through 10 episodes and they did a time jump and they changed characters out. And now, you know, when do we get season two of house of the dragon? I was thinking last night, as a matter of fact, at the end of House of the Dragon, the finale, I was thinking, well, season two, probably summer of next year. Ah, ah. They're talking about not filming, start not beginning filming until the summer of next year. That means that if they don't start filming until the summer of next year for season two, you're never going to get season two of House of the Dragon until 2024. There's no way they can pull that off and start filming in the summer of 2023 and bring it to you next year as well. I mean, maybe, maybe if you start filming in the spring, you could get uh, season two to start at the end of next year. But no way. If you start filming in the summer, <laughs> we're not getting House of the Dragon until summer or fall of 2024. And by that time, I have a feeling uh, the interest will be waning because I feel like House of the Dragon, you know, for sure didn't make us fall in love with a few of the characters that we fell in love with on Game of Thrones. So that having been said, uh, you know, you're going to, you got to give us a reason to watch. And I don't think they did. I feel like they didn't. Anyway, that's just my first offhand review. Then uh, Prime Video started a new series uh, called The Peripheral. The first two episodes dropped. I enjoyed it. Uh, I did. It's with Chloe Grace Moretz and uh, Gary Carr, Jack Rayner. It's uh, set in the future, but not that far in the future. I feel like it's uh, 2032 is where she's at, but then there's an alternate timeline the peripheral which is uh you know set in the future farther than where we're at <laughs> the further future and uh after that it was enjoyed i enjoyed the first two episodes i did and it was kind of reminded me a little bit of ready player one just a little you know i don't know you know maybe i don't know if anybody else sees it but i do and then I saw a headline that got me kind of excited. Now, I'm a big Denzel Washington fan. Uh, I love Denzel. And uh, well, why don't you marry him then? I would if I could. If I, if I would if I could. If, if, if Denzel said, hey, would you marry me? I'm, I marry him in a heartbeat. You, I'm not embarrassed to say. 
But apparently he's now filming Equalizer 3. I am a fan of that. I want to see that. That's awesome. So they are now filming Equalizer 3, which would be fun. And it looks like Dakota Fanning is going to be in it. She worked with Denzel back in his movie Man on Fire, which is another awesome Denzel movie. So it should be uh, should be fun to see uh, Equalizer 3. They I saw their Twitter account was posting pictures of them on set. I just watched another great Denzel movie with uh, uh, Crimson Tide which was another sub-movie, one of my favorite sub-movies. I mean, it's awesome. Denzel, Gene Hackman, some great, some great scenes in that movie. So the sub-movies, you've got uh, uh, Crimson Tide, uh, Hunt for Red October, and Down Periscope. Those are my three favorite sub-movies. Well, who died today? Who died today? I see where Red Bull owner Dietrich Mateschitz uh, dies. Uh, no, uh, no immediate word on where he died or the cause of death. So he was 78 years old and he co-founded Red Bull. I mean, this guy was an amazing entrepreneur and turned Red Bull into this monster as he invested in all these extreme sports and turned Red Bull into sponsoring all this stuff, including Formula One racing. But extreme sports was huge with Red Bull. That was a great idea, and it worked out well for him. So Dietrich Mateschitz, uh, dead at 78. This is a possible who died today. Gold's gym owner and five others feared dead. After a plane crash off the coast of Costa Rica, Gold Gym owner Rainier Schaller, his family, and two others are feared dead after a plane they were on apparently crashed off Costa Rica's Caribbean coast on Friday. So, unless he's swimming in the ocean uh, <laughs> with his family, he's probably dead. He is the founder and CEO of the RSG Group, which includes uh, McFit, John Reed and Gold's Gym Fitness Studios. Rainier Schaller dead at 53 years of age, I believe. Rest in peace. And we have another who died today. America's Got Talent alum and Tyler Perry collaborator, Zuri Craig, dead at the age of 44. He passed away with undisclosed causes on Friday night. Wow. Very sad. So. <sighs> Zuri Craig. Dead. At the age of 44. Also not really a who died today. But it is dead. Uh, Monkeypox has been banned. So. I mean it's over. New York City. It just, well specifically in New York City. I mean it's still around. Uh, it's still around. Still out there. I mean it's pretty much down the transmissions are way down we've had thousands of people with the uh, vaccine and uh you know it's slowing down we know uh you know what has caused it predominantly but new york city and they just had their first two deaths linked to monkeypox 
Uh, of course, they want to, you know, they were they died of monkeypox. No, they didn't die of monkeypox. They died with monkeypox. Anyway, that's a, a point that we continue to make. However, New York City has banned monkeypox. That's right. Banned monkeypox. It will no longer be called monkeypox. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, okay, uh, the New York City Health Department is worried about the inaccurate and stigmatizing label that comes with the virus's name. So we're just going to call it MPV. Okay, so it's still going to be the pox goo, but we're not going to call it pox goo. We're going to call it MPV. Okay. All right. No problem. You you got it. You have banned monkeypox. Monkeypox. Dead in NYC. Oh, and another death. Uh, handguns. Dead in Canada. I know. So Canada has banned buying, selling, and transferring handguns. The law takes effect the end of this week. So that has worked out well for every country who has banned handguns uh, and guns uh, altogether in the past. So I'm sure this will end up just as good. (laughs) Uh, So handguns dead in Canada. All right, so we've got some headlines to get you through this uh, this uh, podcast today. Things that you need to know. Uh, as of this date, the 24th of October, 2022, the Philadelphia Phillies have beaten the San Diego Padres for the National Baseball League Championship Series to advance to the World Series. So the Phillies will take on the Houston Astros, who swept the New York Yankees, to reach the World Series for a second straight year. Uh, Keep your fingers crossed for the Houston Astros. I personally don't really care who wins this World Series, except that I think I kind of do, because I read where... Over the past 100 years, the surest sign of an oncoming financial crisis has been a Philadelphia-based baseball team winning the World Series. Uh, In 1929, they were the Athletics. They won. Uh, You remember what happened in 1929. In 1980, the Phillies won. You remember what happened in 1980. In 2008, the Phillies won. You remember what happened in 2008. So I would say no to them winning in 2022. We should do everything in our power to stop them from winning in 2022. Is that going to actually mean anything? Because then I mean, we'll just start to again. Oh, don't let the Houston Astros win the World Series because economic disaster happened. Okay. <laughs> Sure, that absolutely could happen. But for right now, let's just go with the Phillies, shall we? Let's go with no 
to the Philadelphia Phillies winning. Okay, I know I like I'm a Philadelphia, Pennsylvania guy. My wife is from Philly, and I get it. But you know, I don't want financial doom and gloom in the country. So if it's between them and Houston, let's go with Houston. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. We talked about uh, her releasing her, you know, highly anticipated 10th studio album Midnight's on Friday and she became it became the best-selling album after just one day. It breaks a Spotify's record for the most streams in one day. Congratulations to Taylor Swift. It featured 13 tracks that capture what she describes are sleepless nights in her life. The 32-year-old had been teasing a new album for weeks, unveiled additional seven songs that did not make the album, and will release a video for her new song, Anti-Hero, that was already out and released. Um, She's one of the best-selling musicians of all time. She sold more than 200 million records globally. Wow. She's won more than 400 awards, including 11 Grammy wins, uh, which three are for Album of the Year. She also won 34 American Music Awards, the most of any act, and 29 Billboard Music Awards, the most for a woman. She's also known for hidden messages ahead of her album drops. I will say, though, that uh, there's a picture of her uh, in a uh, video that uh, has Taylor Swift uh, writing, holding a pen, and she holds it like a serial killer. So how about, uh, there's a big article talking about, uh, how about instead of effing the patriarchy, we learn how to hold a writing utensil. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of funny. She holds it, uh, you know, between the first and middle finger, not between the thumb and the first finger. Really, really weird. Uh, I mean, I've seen people write like that before and, uh, you know, good for her, but then again, maybe not. Congratulations to Black Adam. Uh, they hauled in $67 million at the box office domestically this weekend. That's the first film since July to top $50 million. I know that they are all expecting, and I think we touched on it a little bit uh, at the end of last week, everybody's expecting a Black Panther Wakanda Forever to be this, uh, you know, $100 million film. That doesn't get released uh, until the 1st of November. I think uh, November 11th through the 13th weekend. So we'll see if it's a booming success like they really want it to be. But uh, Ryan Coogler is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And they are uh, hoping that that brings in $175 billion or more. Black Adam brought in $67 million. It's doing what it's, uh, doing what it's supposed to do. Whether you like it or not, that's what it was supposed to do. And that's what The Rock will bring to the table for you. So, good deal. Did you happen to catch the uh, Saturday Night Live? Not Saturday Night Live. Saturday Live show, which aired on Channel 4 in uh, the UK had its 40th birthday celebrations uh, this past weekend and the show included comedians who appeared in the original version of the show Joe Brandt and Harry Enfield as well as new talent 
like transgender singer Jordan Gray, who had tweeted prior to the event, the live television show, tonight we make history. And she was the, also the first transgender singer on talent show The Voice in 2016. So she, he was performing and then stripped naked to show us her breasts and her man part and then play the keyboards with his, her man part. So all the stories say that uh, we got to, she played the keyboard with her man part. Now, I, okay, if you say so. <laughs> if you say so, if you say so, then she played the keyboard with her man part. Sure, no problem, because every female has a man part. Right? Right. And I know that Jordan has been, you know, open about her transition. And this is a big deal. But on live TV, or do you get a gig after this? Maybe in today's world you do. Uh, you know, they made some jokes about it and moved on. It got a lot of coverage. Uh, at least now you see it all blurred out. Originally this weekend, there was no blurring going on. Which... I'm four, by the way. No, let's see it. I'll be covering that crap up. That drives me insane. Let's see. Either bad or good. Let's see it. You can quote me on that, by the way. Let's see it. I see where uh, Kevin Costner's wife is pulling a Giselle now, uh, laying down an ultimatum for him to, well, not necessarily retire, but quit Yellowstone and move back to L.A., uh, his wife, uh, handbag designer Christine Baumgartner, and I guess that she can't design her handbags in Wyoming, so she can't move to Yellowstone while he's shooting. She has to stay in L.A. and now wants him to be in L.A. with the kids. Why don't they all just go up there when he's filming, be together? If your deal is that you want to have be with Kevin and the children, then move there. Go there, design your little handbags there and have the kids and you run around Wyoming while he's working and let's be good with it. Let the man work. You're certainly uh, happy to live off the fruits of his labor on Yellowstone, but you don't want him up there. You spend too much time there. And I, I get it. He spends a lot of time there, but that's, you know, the gig. And I know Giselle was all wound up at Tom. Wanted him to be home. Spends too much time. It's football. Spends too much time. Wow. Oh, my God. Never ending. Please shut up. And there she just hired Tiger's ex-wife's legal team. So she's getting ready. <laughs> uh, there'll be a little bit of, a little bit of bloodshed. Uh, she's got her own money. Why does she need the big attorney team? If they're, if they're honest about what they're going to do with the kids and they just want their own goods, uh, you know, okay. But I bet she's going to want to take some of the money that he made during the time when she was just watching the kids and he was working because she lost money because she wasn't out on the runway working or selling, uh, underwear or swimwear. 
guaranteed. So she's going to want a few, you know, she's going to need a couple hundred million from Tom. And I'll tell you what, Tom, wow. I don't know what's happening, but uh, the Buccaneers are really struggling. And it's not looking like it was a good choice to come back. That is for sure. <laughs> it's certainly looking like maybe you should have retired and listened to Giselle and just, you know, had a good life as a as an announcer with the wife and the kids. And maybe he was tired of her too. You know, there's no, there's certainly evidence to the, you know, you show me a good looking woman, you know what, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, her line would be, you show me a good looking man. Same thing. I know, I know, but at some point, uh, unless, uh, unless the things are working perfectly, you're tired of each other. Right. And that's what even what's her face, the, his, the mother of Tom's other kid, you know, what's her face, Bridget Monahan from uh, Blue Bloods, she said, you know, she her quote was something like, not everything lasts forever, is meant to stay together, and she's it's kind of like being on Tom's side. <laughs> so we shall see what happens with Tom, man. But it's been a tough year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both Bays, you know, if we talk a little bit of football, uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay, really, really struggling this year. Maybe it's time to drain the Bays. Maybe we just hang them up. Put some crime tape around those stadiums and call it quits for 2022. What do you say? Yes? No? No? Yes? All right. You do whatever you think is right. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.